0: I will read from Luke 1 starting verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. So far the reading of God's word.
1: Thank you, Annette, for uh, reading God's word for us. My soul praises, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That's what we heard that Mary was beginning with to sing her very famous, one of the most famous songs ever, ever sung. Sung throughout ages. I mean, many songs last a decade or so. This song has been sung for uh, for many, many years by many people. My soul praises, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Today's Sunday in the tradition of the church was called... Uh, Sunday Gaudete, which is a Latin word which means Sunday Rejoice. Now, where does that name come from? In the tradition of the Church, there was a psalm scheduled for every Sunday to be sung, and for this Sunday, the 3rd of Advent, it would be Psalm 85. And in Psalm 85, we find the prayer, O God, would you not revive us? That your people may rejoice in you again. So that was the psalm that would be sung. If God uh, revives his people, then his people will rejoice again in him. Now listen to Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord. Magnificat is the Latin word makes great. Uh, My spirit rejoices in God my savior. Now today's theme for the sermon is where joy can be found. Where joy can be found. We we all long for joy, we all look for joy. A man cannot live without joy. So we all have our thoughts, our beliefs. What will make us happy and joyful? Where do you look for joy? Where do you look for joy? Are you joyful at the moment? How joyful did you feel the past time? And if you had some joy, where did you get it from? If you were not joyful Where 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 do you look for your joy? Now it's clear where Mary has her joy from. She sings, "My spirit rejoices in God." So it's a clear answer. Where where does joy come from? For Mary, it comes from God. She has joy in God. She's not looking for joy. She's not longing for joy. She has it. She experiences joy. She is singing out of great joy. And of course the reason that this song is in the Bible is that we might enjoy this joy too. That's the aim of this passage. That's, I think I can say, the aim with which Dr. Luke wrote his two volumes, the Gospel and the Book of Acts. That, that joy would come to the world, that joy would come to the nations, that joy would come to you. So, let's pray that the Holy Spirit, through my lips, may speak this gospel and that we all go home filled with extraordinary joy in God. That's the aim. Now, consider your own thoughts, if you hear that, that we should find joy in God, we say of course. We wouldn't expect the pastor to say anything else. But is that is that what we really believe in our daily lives? That, that that God can really give you extraordinary joy more than the things you believe that joy can come from? Now let us today have a close look at our passage. How did this joy come to Mary? If we would understand that then Perhaps, yes, let's pray not perhaps, but then, then we shall have similar joy. Now, to have a closer look at our passage, let us ask three questions today. First question, how did this joy come to Mary? How did it come to Mary? She's not always had this joy. How, how did it come? Then the second question today is, What came to Mary? There was something that came to Mary that gave her joy. What came to Mary? And third question is, why did that result into joy? So, three simple questions. How did it come? What came? And why did that result into joy? Now first, how did it come to Mary? Well, if you look back, it's obvious there came an angel to visit Mary the archangel Gabriel and he, he greeted her he gave her a great message so it came by an angel you might think well I've never seen an angel and probably that will never happen so can I have similar joy but as we have seen when the angel visited Mary she was not immediately joyful we don't read it at least perhaps the joy began to come to her, but we don't hear that Dr. Luke mentions that she had joy. She, she received a message from heaven. She received the gospel message from the angel. The Savior will be born. The Savior will be born of you, Mary. Great gospel message. As Zechariah also received a gospel message. Luke says this in uh, chapter 1, verse 19. He says, I am Gabriel. I was sent to bring you the gospel. Good news. But again, Mary was not immediately joyful. So what did she do? Well, she paid attention to the words of the angel. We heard about Zechariah. He was struck by the sight of the angel, but then he remembered all the things he had seen around him and he began to judge the gospel message. He said, how can that be true? I've seen so much sadness around me, so much sadness in my life, so much sadness. How how can this be true? So he began to doubt, and we don't read, that Zechariah had any joy there. It would come later, but he did not believe the gospel message, and Zechariah had no joy. Mary paid attention to these words. She was excited by the words, and it was an indication what she could do to have more confidence, to begin to believe these words. For she heard that her aunt Elizabeth had become pregnant. So what could she do to get the message confirmed? She could travel to her relatives. And that is what she did. She did it with haste. Similar thing we see when the shepherds in the fields heard the angel message that the Savior was born. What did they do? They went with haste to the family where the baby was born. So, how does the, how, how does the joy come to Mary? Well, first by hearing, hearing the gospel message. And then paying attention to it. And then traveling to, uh, the, to, yeah, where did she travel? Just to her relatives? No, she traveled to the priestly family. She would go, not just to her parents or so, But she went to the family of God. Zechariah, Elizabeth. She she knew, I have to be there. And then what happens? Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and she gives a similar message as the angel has given. So, Elizabeth here, filled by the Holy Spirit, acts as a prophetess and she speaks the word of God again. And Mary hears that message again and she believes it and then she's filled with joy and begins to sing her song. So, to summarize it a bit, how, how did this joy come to Mary and how does joy come to you? By hearing the gospel message. And, yeah, you may, may have been touched by the gospel message in some way. You, you found a video telling you the gospel, you, Heard friends tell you about the gospel? You had a dream? There are many ways that the gospel can come to you. Now pay attention. Don't say, well, later on I will pay attention. No. Prioritize this. And where should you go? Perhaps you should also go to to God's family. For if God's family is filled with the Holy Spirit, then you come to God's family and you hear the message again. And... It 's brought to you again, and you begin to believe, and when you begin to believe god 's gospel message, then it is unavoidable that you will be filled with joy. Now, two small details here to pay a bit more attention to. Um, how was Elizabeth filled? with the Holy Spirit. Extraordinary, by the way. It's not yet the book of Acts, but the Holy Spirit is at work here in the beginning of the Gospel. How was Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit? How did that happen? For when you look at Zechariah, he does not really look as a Spirit-filled priest, but Elizabeth, she's filled with the Holy Spirit. How did that happen? Well, the way Mary comes to Elizabeth is described a bit similar to the way The angel came to Mary. So you hear that the angel came all the way from heaven to the place where Mary was and greeted her. And now you see that Mary comes all the way to Aunt Elizabeth, and then Mary gives greetings to her aunt. And then what happens when this greeting comes to Elizabeth, comes to her ears, then her unborn baby, John, Unborn baby leaps for joy in in her womb, in her belly. So it, it literally says something like dancing. She feels that her baby is dancing. What happens here? Well, Elizabeth knows what happens here. She heard from her husband Zechariah that the prophecy was that her child would be filled with the Holy Spirit from the mother's womb. So. John the Baptist is filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever thought about unborn babies filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's here in, 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 uh, in Luke's Gospel. Pay attention to the unborn babies. And why is he filled with the Holy Spirit, John? Because of Mary? Is Mary the Great One? So this has happened in a way in, in the history of the church. Of course Mary is great, but what makes Mary great? Because she's the queen of heaven or so? Because of her immaculate conception? Or, uh, No, no. Mary is so special because she has paid attention to the gospel. She has believed God's word. She is special because with her, the Savior comes. John is happy because his Savior has come, the Savior of Israel. John is the first one to see it he leaps for joy and the joy uh, affects Elizabeth immediately she remembers the word that was spoken to Zechariah and then she is filled with the Holy Spirit and she expresses her joy then Mary hears the word of God and then she is filled with the Spirit and she begins to sing her song so that's the way it goes so pay attention to the unborn I mean It's the unborn Jesus, in fact, who causes all the joy. How how, how old is Jesus here? Uh, When was he conceived? It may be that day, We, we, we don't know. But even then, he is the Savior. How important are those whom we look down at in the gospel? For instance, women in those times were not regarded as very important, but the women are the first here in the gospel, and in the end of the gospel, the women again are the, are, are, are highly honoured, and and here the unborn are honoured. Now, um, one more detail, and then we must go back to our programme for today. One more detail: How sad is it when somebody has been touched? A bit with the gospel, you have had a dream, you have seen a video, you had friends talk about the gospel, you became curious, you want to see it confirmed, you longed for joy, you went to God's people, but God's people were not spirit-filled. You come there, but you were disappointed. How sad is that? That can happen. So do you see how much needed it is that God revives His people, that they may rejoice in God again, not only for yourself, but also for those coming to you. You can see this in Zechariah. People had went to the temple, went to the temple to pray there, but what did they expect? The priest went into the temple, then they would expect after the prayers, And after singing their psalms, they would expect that the priest would come back filled with the Holy Spirit and blessing the people of God. And as a result, the people of God would bless the Lord and would go home joyfully. But look at Zechariah. He was a godly man on the one hand, but he was not spirit-filled. And when he comes out of the temple, he's mute. The people don't receive a blessing and they go home confused. Confused. However, if you read the whole gospel of Luke, then you will see that uh, that 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 the Lord pays attention to Zechariah and to God's family for well let me give you a small preview to the end of the gospel chapter 24 verse 50 Jesus led them out lifted up his hands he blessed them after all their unbelief While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually in the temple blessing God. So that's, of course, the purpose of the whole gospel. Joy filled with the Spirit. Temple functioning as it should. Okay, I'm sorry these were a bit long Uh, Details that we paid attention to back to the question how did the joy come to Mary? by hearing the gospel message first it came to her so to say outside of the church God is at work outside the church he's at work everywhere in the world touching people making them long for joy making them uh, hear something of him but then come to the godly people hear it again and then be filled with the spirit the joy comes when you begin to believe what about you? Do you pay attention to the gospel? Do you experience this joy? Now let us have a closer look at the second question. What came to Mary? What exactly was it that came to Mary that gave her such extraordinary joy? Now, it's clear that it was a message. It was the gospel message, the message of good news that gave her such great Joy. Uh, What was this message? Can we summarize it? Well, for this message, you you can look at two places. First, you can look, of course, at the words of the angel. The words the angel spoke to Mary. You will will be the mother of the Savior, the son of David. So, it's it's all there in, in the words of the angel. But you can also listen to the song of Mary. In Mary's song, you hear... You hear the message again. And this needs some attention. For this is God's purpose with us, with you as well. So we need to hear the word of God. So important. And not just to read the word, but to to hear it. To let it come to you, to your ears. And then Mary pays attention. So she begins to travel, she does not begin to do other things so that she loses that message. No, while traveling, this message echoes and echoes and echoes in her mind, in her spirit. She ponders over these words and then she begins to remember all the words of God that she has learned. Though she is a young girl... Don't, don't underestimate her. She was taught in the Bible. She knew the stories of the archfathers. She had learned to, um, uh, to know her psalms by heart. And, and in her song, you hear that the word she has heard has gone through her. And now, with, with, with her own song, she, she repeats the message. How important is it for us to memorize and be familiar with the Word of God and to ponder over the Word of God? So to listen to it, you can use an audio Bible app, you can read the Word for one another, listen to it. Don't immediately go to, to do other things, but let the Word sink into your heart. Then it can bear fruit. And then the Scripture gives you words to sing with. We saw this in our series about the psalms, and we see it in Mary's song. So Mary makes a wonderful song, but her song completely consists of quotes of Hannah's songs, uh, quotes of the book of Psalms, uh, quotes from Leah, the Archmother Leah, and so on. So, So it's echoing the scripture. So we may use these words to praise God. Back to the question, what came to Mary? It was a gospel message given by the angel and we hear it in her song. Now, if you listen to this song, if you read it, if you pay attention to it, there are three three things that are striking. Firstly, that it is a song of personal mercy, personal favour. Secondly, It's a song of a powerful Messiah. And thirdly, it's a song about past matters. Let me shortly explain. First, personal mercy. If you pay attention to the first verses of her song, then here, my soul, my spirit, my Savior, call me blessed. He has done great things for me. So it's not just a general message that there is a Savior, that there is a God no, Mary has come to know God, the creator of the universe has, has paid attention to, to me. This is what the gospel is all about, by the way. It's not just a general message. You're listening and you saying, okay, it's all true. No, God, the creator of the universe, says, I have a message for you. It's personal. This savior laid in the manger the Savior bleeding at the cross, these drops of blood, the Savior rising from the dead, it is for you. God is calling you. His Spirit is addressing you personally. It's favor not just in general, mercy not just in general. It is for you. This is a message for you that can change your life. He has seen you. He has known you. Before you were involved with Him, He was involved with you. A personal message of mercy. So he has looked beyond the ones you would expect him to look at. The great, the mighty. No, no, he has passed them. He he, he has come to marry this humble girl. Secondly, it's a message of a powerful Messiah. So, Jesus... He is tender, He is kind, He is merciful, but don't underestimate His mighty hand, His mighty power. He is the Son of God. Remember the sermon about Psalm 2. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. So there are those who say, why should a God reign over me? Why should... um, The the, the laws of this God be bonds to me. We we can do it all ourselves. We don't need a God. But God scatters the proud. He brings down these mighty from the thrones. He is extraordinarily powerful. Don't underestimate him. Think of Pharaoh. He said, who is God that I should pay attention? Well, Pharaoh would learn that he should pay attention. Pharaoh would be humbled. He is mighty to judge. But even more great, He is mighty to save. Remember this, my friend. In whatever circumstances you are, He is mighty to save a mighty, powerful Savior. Thirdly, her song and the message of the angel is about past matters. This is really important. The Gospel, the good news of the Bible, is not something that one day, hopefully, will happen. Neither is the gospel a message of, let us together do our best, be very active, then hopefully we can do it, we can make it. Let's do our best to be good people, to be better people, to be holy people. No, the gospel is not a message of what we should do. The gospel is a message of what has been done. So pay attention to the last part of the song. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud. He has brought. He has filled the hungry. He has helped his servant. So Mary sings, not about future things, but she is aware that though you can't see anything of it with your eyes, you look around, you don't see it. And so Zechariah concluded, I don't see it, so it can't be true. But Mary pays attention to the word. She has come to know that it is true. Then she knows it has been done. And how much the more is this true for us? The Savior has been born, has come. God has become man incarnate. He has died on the cross. He is risen. The victory is there. You can't see it perhaps. But that doesn't mean that it is true. A gospel message is a victory message that is announced that you should know about because it is absolutely true, though you don't see it. Trust it, believe it, repent, pay attention, and the joy will come to your heart. So, back to the mainstream of our sermon. What came to Mary? It was a gospel message. A message about a personal Mercy, a powerful Messiah, and past matters, matters that already have been accomplished. Now we go to the last question for today. Why did this result into joy? So we were looking for joy. Today, where does joy come from? So we learned it comes from hearing the word of God, hearing and believing the gospel. Where does joy come from? It comes from the gospel message. But why should that result into, into joy? Listen to Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord. My, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now, are you aware, are we aware, that we are created with a soul... And with a spirit. You have been created with a soul and with a spirit. Pay attention to that. You are not just a body craving for some food or, or whatever. You are a person with a, with a soul and with a spirit. Have you ever understood why we lack joy? I think it's important that we come to understand that. We were made with a spirit, an invisible spirit. Our spirit is able to have communion with God's spirit. We were made to be in communion with the creator God Almighty. That was how we were designed to be his image bearers on the earth. But what happened when we paid attention not to what God had said, don't eat from that tree, but when we looked at the fruit, oh, it looks very good, this can make me happy, I will follow this. Um, what happened in the relationship with God? It was broken. We rebelled against God. No, 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 you won't decide for us what is good or wrong. We will decide by ourselves. Uh, our spirit, so to say, died there in the garden. We we have a dead spirit. Our spirit is no longer in contact with the Holy Spirit. And the result of that is that our souls are cast down. Our souls feel as if a stone is pressing on it. We feel a burden because of our dead spirits. We must have something great that can provide us joy, and we look everywhere, we don't see God, then we look for other things that may provide some joy. We follow the wrong spirits. We look at created things. So a married couple may say, I feel so sad, my husband does not give me any joy. The assumption is, my husband should give me joy. He should be the source of my joy. Or my studies, though no longer provide me any joy. I feel so sad about it, I expected completely different things. I expected that when I came here, that my studies would provide me of, with great joy. Where is the joy? So we magnify created things. We think they should provide us for joy, and sometimes it works for a small time. Our, our soul experiences some comfort, but it's soon gone. And the question is, is it really joy? Or is it just, just some fleshly, earthly pleasure? So do you think, do you see what is going on in us? The deadness of our spirit and the being burdened of our, our souls. Now, where do you look for joy? Mary sings, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. Her eyes are opened because she has heard the word of God. We we neglected our creator. We ran away from him. We did not pay the attention to him he deserved. But God did not forget us. He was looking for us as the shepherd is looking for the lost sheep. He sent his son, he, this great son who was so rich, He became so humble, so poor, conceived of the Virgin Mary, laid in a manger, walking His way to the cross, see Him go there. Why is He going there? Why is He dying there? It is to take our place. It is to become our Savior. He gives His Spirit and the temple of His body is broken. Why? That we should be united with Him. That we should be His people buried with Him too. And risen with Him too. That our bodies might be temples of the Holy Spirit. That's the aim why the Messiah came. To give us, to to give us God's Spirit again. And so now there is joy for anyone who turns away from his sin. From his looking around for, to to created things for joy. And who comes to God, humbly, O God, be merciful to the sinner that I have been and that I am. Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, grant me your Holy Spirit. Yes, this was the aim, that the gospel not only came to Elizabeth, to Mary, it also came to Theophilus, and it also comes to us The Holy Spirit is back. The Holy Spirit came from Jesus, the risen one, to those who believed in him. It came from Jerusalem and it went out into the world. It came to Theophilus and today it comes to you. If you're curious, what is going on here? If you're new here, if you're not familiar with the faith, what is this all about? It is about the Holy Spirit giving the real joy. The real happiness that we all need. So the question for you and for us all today is... Whom will you be today? And how will you go home? Would you say, I am rich. I have my things to make me happy. I don't need anything. No thank you. I have my sources for joy. Or will you humble yourself? Pay attention to the talk of these two women... Pay attention to the unborn baby. Pay attention to the despised Jesus. If you do, if you hear, if you see, if you believe that through Him, God's mercy, God's grace, God's Son, God's Spirit comes to you, then the joy begins to to come to your mind, to your heart, to your body. You can be filled with the Spirit and then you can sing... With Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Amen.